I can't find my chair. It's not where it used to be. Hey, who moved the oof? You're listening to Return to Gilead. A fan podcast for down Gilead Lane. By two new, but organized fans of the show. I'm Ryan Matlock. And I'm Michael LeFevre. And today we're reviewing S-3, The Girl Who Assumed Too Much by Leah Gardner. Episode 28 on our Return to Gilead. Well, as you can see, Austin Peachy has not joined us for this review. He couldn't make it to this recording, but he will be here for the next episode. So in the meantime, it's just you and me, Ryan, ready to talk. I'm ready to talk. What's the uh, what's the summary for this episode? Oh, you, you had to remind me of that. Anyway, when Haley decides to rearrange the furniture in Grace's house to make it look better, Grace tells her the biblical story of Naaman and his servant girl. And it should Does be a she? Oh. Does she tell her the biblical story? Yes. Here's the thing. The story itself, I was reading through the Bible while she was telling it. First off, comparing it to Odyssey, the way this episode does it is much better. But also, most of the stuff that's in the story is actually in the Bible. And a couple of the little jumps that it makes here and there, like bringing the servant girl in at the end of the story, that's actually as far as Stoa goes, because that's that's where I competed. You were in Stoa too, right? It was Grayson Smith that's on CFCA. No, it was in CFCA, but, uh, you, were you know, in, who, potato, okay. potato. Somebody else. No, it's a friend from Liberty who was in Stoa. Anyway, the way that Stoa rules go are that you can make two characters the same character, like if one of them's unnamed. So, as, Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. So as far as that goes, the servant girl being there at the being like one of the servants who convinced him to stay, I think actually benefits the story really, really well. And even though some of the tie-ins that the episode makes about assumptions and prejudice may not really be inherent in the story, may not be the the main points of the story, every time we flash back to the Bible story, it's pretty accurate. I don't know if you saw anything in there that wasn't accurate. Well, I'd say that that changing the character does, like, because that's the thing. If we're doing Stoa, because that's, uh, like, we're going by Stoa rules or, like, doing a, a duo or a an interpretation, sure. then I think that's a little bit different for the Bible than for if you were just doing a piece of literature that's not the Bible, you know, like Ed McCann, or what's his name? Like you're doing a Mark Twain piece or something. Sure, yeah. Sure, you can change the name and some people might know, but otherwise, like, it's just so that you can perform it in 10 minutes or less and get out of there. But okay. if we're doing this for the purpose of an audio drama with the purpose of teaching kids what the Bible says, changing one character to another seems to be a bit more of a serious issue in my mind. Yeah, but the problem is there w- it, the character wasn't anybody in the story. In the Bible, it starts off with servant girl, and then yes. he gets to Elisha's place, and it just says servant reminded him. So... Yes. We don't know who that servant was. It, it could have been her. It might not have been her. I don't. Think... My guess is it's not because it implies that it's not her by not specifying. I guess so. Does that have a huge impact on the story, though? Like, say in this it, episode, I think it does. In that, if you like, at least in this episode, they draw the conclusion that this guy's just being like super prejudiced towards the same servant girl, which is not the case at all. Hmm. Okay. I think that's a criticism, though, that you could make from the beginning of the story. Like, even if you were to swap it out for another servant, you could say that he was being prejudiced toward his ther- his servants in general. But the prejudice that in the story he puts on the servant girl is very apparent in the first scene. So maybe we should see or the first scene of the story. So maybe we can focus on that instead. So as far as the first little bit of the story focuses on his prejudice towards her 
Are you okay to talk about that? Um, sure. Because I think the problems there are the same as if she's included later on. So when in the beginning, Grace says, or when the episode says he wasn't willing to listen to his servant girl at first, he didn't think that he was, but he eventually went along with it. Is that really what's in the Bible? Or is it slightly well, I'm, different? I'm going to look it up right now and we can read from the Bible itself what it says. That sounds good. Am I misspelling Naaman? What's going on here? N-A-A-M-A-N. Oh, I, I put the double A on the wrong side. The two A's go at the <laughs> beginning of Aardvark. <laughs> yes, they do. Okay. If you got that reference, please send in a voice message. We need voice messages. So here's what we've got. First, we've got... One day, the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So Naaman told the king what the young girl had said. Oh, so we get nothing in there. There's nothing in there about prejudice towards the girl. It's literally, my servant mentioned this. So what about this? Yeah, I think that's a good place to to stop here as, as far as criticizing the way that the story goes about interpreting the Bible. So apart from that, just apart from the biggest issue here, I liked the interpretation, but with that issue in the story, how do you think that, how does that change the story here? Well, I think one way that it changes it is that, like, let's go back to the the story of the Gilead episode, is that uh, Haley comes in and she says, I'm going to rearrange all of Grace's furniture because I'm a designer and that's my focus and my value. Yes. So... From a Lincoln Douglas perspective, for all the speech nerds out there, her value wow. is design. We're pulling all the stops value for Stoa and NCFC. <laughs> right? <and go. laughs> yeah. right? Where she, her value is design and everything looking pretty, and she doesn't care or really pay attention to the fact that that's ma- that maybe utility is Grace's focus and yeah. Grace being actually able to use her house the way she wants to. Now that there are, and are is to be actually fair, capable of. To be fair, there are a couple hints in there of Haley saying. Oh, Grace is blind, but they don't really lead her to her conclusions. They're more there as supporting arguments for her conclusions, right? Something like that. Yeah. So in the end, Grace finds out and she says, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. And so instead of saying directly, just, you know, I actually have my place set up for utility, so I'm going to need you to fix everything. She has Haley sit down and read this Bible story. And we might conclude then that Grace is telling this Bible story because it's going to teach Haley a lesson. And that Bible story is about said lesson. And I think that when we take into account that this Bible story isn't about prejudice or not or or like not trusting people like really Naaman doesn't trust God a little bit when he's doubting whether he should actually continue with this bathing. But in the end. The servant girl has nothing to do with this. The only reason that they interpret it that way is to trick Haley into identifying with the slave girl and then the little twist at the end where she's not actually the slave girl in the story. Just call me um, Naaman. No, wait, Haley, you're just not exactly Just call me Naaman. Naaman. No, you're not Naaman because this story of Naaman has nothing to do with your situation. Yeah, well, and yeah, I think but furthermore, that... we've identified that her main reason wasn't prejudice. Uh, it, no, it there wasn't. was some kind of a misunderstanding, and sure, that could lead to insensitivity, uh, but we're, it's a far cry from Naaman. Yeah, and unfortunately, it kind of cheapens Grace's response, because yeah. if Grace is this really wise, smart character, then you would expect Grace to, one, understand the intricacy of the story has nothing to do with prejudice, even in a nuanced fashion. Two, that Haley isn't prejudiced either. <laughs> 
And so it makes hardly any sense to cram prejudice into a Bible story so you can teach prejudice lessons to a child who's not prejudiced. Yeah. And so, so in the end, it like just I shows s- that grace responds in a way that doesn't seem, it seems very devoid of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like both halves of this episode needed tweaking. The first to confirm exactly why Haley was being prejudiced, maybe to show more of her prejudice, because I didn't see it there. I just saw her as more being impulsive. Sure. And then the second half with the Bible story saying, okay, we're going to pick a story that really focuses on what we want to tell here. It seems sure. it seems like a slight misstep. Like the, I don't want to fault Leah Gardner because she's had great episodes so far, but this was written by her and not by Beth Culp, and I, I was just wondering what the difference would be if it was written by the other writer. Sure. And in the end, like I th- like if if I were to workshop this episode, either one, if we like if we're going the route of making Haley more prejudiced, then I think even a story like The Good Samaritan might be better about prejudice. Oh yeah, but everyone that, tells that, that one. story's Sure. Sure. So we could we could ask we could tell another story like <laughs> sure, the, yeah. the woman at the well. There was a certain amount of prejudice to her because she was a Samaritan, too. Yep. Yeah. And she's a woman. And she's a woman. You can tell so a little bit of her backstory, of like the people who would like there's some creative creative interpretation there where she's at the well and people are making fun of her. And and then she's talking with maybe if she has any friends, but I don't know. I, I can't believe that people are this prejudiced. And then she stumbles upon Jesus and he's not prejudiced, you know? Yeah, something. There's there's room for creative interpreta- interpretation that doesn't countermand what the Bible actually says. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Like, that's one way we could workshop it. I think the way I'd, in the end, workshop it is I don't think it makes sense for Haley to be prejudiced. Like, she doesn't have a reason to hate blind people or anything or think that they're stupid. Because Grace yeah. has shown that she's a very capable woman. So there would be no reason for Haley to just suddenly have, like, random prejudice. So I think what would make more sense for all the characters involved would be to keep Haley the way she is. Haley steps in and she places her values higher than Grace's when it comes to stuff that doesn't belong to her and it's not her domain or her focus. And then we can tell a story that a story from the Bible that talks about um, maybe personal responsibility and not meddling in other people's responsibilities. So like, let's see. Oh, it was on the tip of my tongue. Give me just a second. I can find it. It's on the tip of my nose. Okay, so one example would be that there's the two sons of Eli. Yes. Who they were not handling their responsibilities very well, and in the end they died. And the way the way that they died was they were not on God's side, but they thought, oh, our enemies, they're, oh, they're over there, so let's grab the ark and we'll attack them. And they lost the Ark of the Covenant (laughs) in doing so because they weren't handling their responsibilities. They grabbed something that shouldn't by any right have been used that way. And it messed up a lot of stuff and lots of people died Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they were being selfish about, hey, we want if if Odyssey is to be trusted on the way they interpreted that story, because that's the main interpretation that I remember, um, because they were perverting the temple. And using yeah, it to selfish their own and advantage. prideful. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a better parallel to Haley because even though she's not being selfish to that extent, she kind of is by Michael being there and saying to her, Do you really think Grace would want it this way? And he's the voice of reason, but him being there makes Haley seem all the more ridiculous for what she's doing. Right. But, or even like yeah. King Saul trying to hold on to his kingship when it's David's. Yes. Yeah. 
There's plenty of examples that I think work a lot better than Naaman, which is why when which is why when we read the subject at the beginning or the, the summary. which is why when we read the the summary at the beginning I was like is it Does biblical it is it <laughs> yeah I I kind of see where just you're cue from me that. looking like Thor with the little squinty like, is it <laughs> I've seen that meme way too many times right yeah my thesis for this episode is that though the wraparound may be a little bit exaggerated and the biblical tie-in uh, rather loose the story is engaging and the acting is great per usual. Something we've noted in Gilead a lot is that the acting is really top-notch and the way story design works is really good. Even though the writing Mm -hmm. itself and the way that the story parallels to Haley isn't great, I still had a fun time listening to it. And and that's always the silver lining for these episodes. Most of the acting in this episode was all right. I feel like you can challenge me on this if I'm just way off base, but I felt like Naaman's lines were a bit dry. Yeah. I, he he's probably the the weak. Actually, I think Pastor Mark was a little bit weaker as far as acting goes. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, like other than that, all good. Yeah, and I think a reason why this was a special is because it was a story. Later on in Gilead, starting I think with season nine, we start to get some of these stories weaved into the main episodes of Gilead. Yeah, and it seems a little off to me, but I think that was part of the reason why this was made a special episode instead of being included in the normal episodes, because does this tie into any holiday as far as I, as far as we know? No. Yeah. No, okay. it doesn't. So, it's just kind of special. Yeah. So the specialness of it, I think comes from the story. So yeah, I, I'm not opposed to there being stories. We talked about from Mary with love two episodes ago. Um, I think we like that one more, right? I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember that episode. That was uh, the letters from Mary more monologuing, but oh, also. Yeah. 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 I think I liked that episode more than this one. Even so, like, it's hard for me to compare the two because they're very different. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I do do feel, like, a little bit better about the other episode than this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that I'm a little confused on is when Grace mentions that Elisha told him to go bathe in the Jordan River, Haley says, wait, are you trying to get kids to take a bath? And (laughs) Grace says, no, that's a different story. What's the other story? (laughs) What's the different story? (laughs) What are you talking about? How about we take a listen to this writing in the clip of the day? Sure. Do you know why I had the chair by the window, Haley? You had it there for a reason? Of course. My dad built that bay window. He loved to sit in front of it when he drew out his plans. I forgot your dad was an architect. Yeah, he always loved the warmth of the sun on his face. When I'm writing, it gives me so much energy to feel the sun shining on me. It's like a warm smile. But the sun doesn't always shine. You're right, Haley. Sometimes it rains. But when I sit there, I can hear the raindrops hitting the rocks outside, and I, and I smell the mixture of leaves and grass, and, and on occasion, a wet dog when the windows are open. <laughs> so combine Karen Levine's acting with, honestly, some really good writing and yes. a good pacing for what the conflict should have been in this episode. It's summed up right there. Do you know why I had the chair there? You had it there for a reason? Yeah, it's great acting from Kelly Bernat. There we go. I totally didn't look that up. Uh, from Kelly Bernat's line to the contrast of the sun shining through the window and the music in the background, it's, I think that's a really well-paced scene. Or at least yeah. that part of the scene is. Yeah, and I think that this scene encapsulates what I would have loved to see this episode be, Yeah, which yeah. is a discussion about the reasons of higher powers even when you don't understand. Like, there's plenty of Bible stories about that. Like, the Israelites didn't know the reason they were marching around the, the around Jericho seven times, but God had a reason, and they did it, 
And there's even archaeological um, theories that all that marching from so many thousands of people weakened the foundation. And there's plenty of stuff like that in the Bible where we look at things now and we have science on our side to say, oh, there's actually good reasons for a lot of these laws, like as far as sanitation goes for the Old Testament laws that, oh, that's a great reason. Yeah. So there was a lot that they could have pulled from. Uh, I think we, we've, we've mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah. We beat uh, this dead horse. Uh, we won't eat it, but we beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention this up, up front, but this is the first episode of 2002, as far as I know. All, all the other episodes before this took place in 2001. So uh, I'll note as we go along when each year passes, and eventually we'll get to episodes that we actually have air dates for. So that'll be fun. Cool. And... Something I thought was cool is that Grace says it's great because I can type out my notes while I'm listening when she talks about her stories that she listens to. And I thought, oh, does she have a Braille keyboard or how does she type out her notes? I think blind people don't have Braille keyboards like I can type without looking. Yeah, but she can't. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I've got a voice teacher who's blind and he I don't know if he often I mean, he often has a keyboard out in front of him. So I guess. I guess he could do it that way. I think maybe what he has is it talks back to him. Like, if he, if he presses a key, it'll yeah. tell him what key he presses. Oh, that would get really mm-hmm. annoying, but I, I guess that's what you have to do. Or you would just type it out and then have it dictate back to you what it said. And if there was, like, a word yeah. that's, like, that's gibberish, then you redo that. Yeah, I know there are a couple listeners who are blind who are listening to Return to Gilead. So, hi. Uh, glad to have you here. Can uh, you leave us a voice message and tell us please, what you do? Please leave us a voice message. Like, now, just pause the podcast and go do it. <laughs> please but yay we want people to leave messages anyway uh, going back to something that was a little eh, when i heard this was Haley's talking about the vacuum that michael has that's self-propelled and she says it's probably a lot easier for grace and uh, that michael calls her out on it she's she's blind not weak and i thought yes yeah where did that come from in Haley's logic yeah i don't know like i think sometimes it is easy to look at someone who's disabled and assume that it means they're disabled in other ways when they're, they're not, not. And especially for kids sometimes. But yeah, she's kind of off base. <laughs> she's not kind of, she's very off base there. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, part of that is we're supposed to see that, yeah, she's not really great here, but also I don't know that her character had to go to those links, but you know, overall, again, I, I don't hate this episode. I think we both agree it could have used a bit of tweaking, but there are some things that all of Gilead, or at least in these early days, has that makes it stand out. So, yeah, that's, that's I, I think, my thoughts in total on this one. Yeah, I think I've pretty much summed up everything. Like, I really love the conversation at the end. Yes. And I think there's lots of really great beats here. It's just kind of put it all together. It doesn't really jive, in my opinion. So Let's just say um, I think it makes uh, sense yeah. that it's in the specials. It does. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this thing up. Hey, Michael and Ryan. This is not Ryan. Uh, I mean, Austin Peachy. I just wanted to send you a voice message through time travel and comment on your review of Dress for Sacrifice. Great job. I love that episode, especially John's lines at the end. I like the girl who assumed too much as well. However, I don't feel like this needed to be a special episode. It could easily be a part of season two or three. It's the most faithful adaption of a Bible story so far, so that's something in its favor. Anyway, Thanks for doing this podcast. Oh, and I got the reference. I know the difference between a correctly spelled aardvark and Sparky the Happy Giraffe. Wait, 
Time travel? Time travel. Our boy Austin did it. Wait, wait. So that means that not only did he get the, the two ways go at the beginning of Aardvark reference from earlier in this review, but and he got it in time for this review, but he also heard the next review and got his feedback for that review in this review. Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, that's fun. Anyway, uh, Austin, thanks for sending in a feedback message. Uh, thanks for being on this podcast, even though you couldn't be here for the review. That's It's still always fun to have you, and we'll uh, we'll see you in the next one. But, yeah, anyway, thoughts you, on his feedback, you know, Ryan? If, I think if you can't be there in person for the recording, time travel is just the next best option, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I'm surprised he was able to pull that off. But, hey, uh, we've seen weirder stuff, I guess, on on the podcast and I'm recording, but this you know, is phase four haven't. of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for Marvel. Anyway. Oh, by the way, I'm on the beach. So if you can hear anything in the background, <laughs> no, <that's>... really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, the audience thought, is why just not like, do... not only did Austin time travel, but Michael traveled to another location. <laughs> but unfortunately we're going to have to head back to Michael and Ryan in the studio in the past, having no idea of what this clip is but still thinking it's something crazy so how about we head back there ryan ah and just like go go in the sea for a little bit or whatever i i could throw my phone into the sea Ooh, do it hello all right and with that we are done with this episode what do you think michael i think we should get austin back on the podcast uh i a peek behind the scenes we record feedback segments after the podcast so whatever feedback you just heard that was meta with austin uh i know nothing about it right now like i don't know what he said (laughs) but i know it exists and i'm (laughs) it's funny that's funny yeah well how can we uh get people to find us online michael well they can go to anchor.fm slash return to gilead you can listen to the podcast on there or you can find our link tree on there that has links to this podcast on other platforms where you can leave a voice message, Randy Heckman's book, the official coloring connection, the DGL stat spreadsheet, the slow walk down Gilead Lane, tons of stuff on there. So go check that out. Yeah. And if you want to leave it, like, please leave us a voice message yep. or a review on our podcast. We really appreciate it. Whenever you leave us feedback, we love hearing about it. Yeah, absolutely. Next episode, we're going to be reviewing S-4, Dressed for Sacrifice, by Beth Culp and Leah Gardner with Austin Peachy. He'll be back with us. So if you want to hear his melodious tones, then (laughs) check us out. In the meantime, I'm Michael. I'm Ryan. Thanks so, so much for joining us. And we'll see you again next time as we once again return to Gilead. we talk about a couple things that we did like about this episode if there are any of those so one line well actually first off can i mention something one thing that i just don't okay (laughs) that's for the end anyway (laughs) 